Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. This is Rick Reed with Carol, and we have a special guest here. Dr. Stan Pons is in the studios here at KDRY, and this is a special edition of Make It Clear. We are so thrilled to have Dr. Stan Pons with us, and Carol and I are going to ask Dr. Pond, some questions, and he gave us free reign, so this could get good. Well, I get the first one because it, well, first up, I am in the studio on uh, almost every day when mm. you're on. Thank you. And you are a great storyteller, well. and that is the, from my opinion, the best way to just grab the audience. Well, I have to tell you that it's really an honor to do this very special edition right here at KDRY in San Antonio, Texas. And if you are anywhere near San Antonio, you need to listen to KDRY, or you can just get them on the Internet and hear them 24-7, 365 globally. So listen to KDRY, and I thank the Lord for this opportunity. You mentioned about storytelling. If you really want to know the best storyteller in the whole world, I'm going to tell you who he was, Jesus Christ. If you really follow his life and what he did and how he did it, he really captured a person's mind and imaginations as he was driving them to an eternal truth. And he did an excellent job because he is God, the greatest communicator and, in my opinion, the clearest and most correct communicator of all time. Oh, definitely. So stories are the way to go. I believe so. I believe so. Because when you tell a story, as long as it's biblical and knowing that the doctrine isn't in the story... But it'll go a long way. I remember one time when I was uh, being ordained, and they asked everybody all these deep questions. And they asked, okay, Stan, well, here's a question for you. you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm shaking. I just know it's going to be something. You know, how many you know, angels fit on the head of a pin? And did Adam have a belly button because he didn't have a mother? You know, questions like that. And they said, Stan, what place does humor play in the ministry? And, you know, can you imagine that? And I thought, okay, here we go. I said, you know what? There is so much good humor out there. We don't have to color up our messages with off-color humor. Oh, definitely. And I said, but I remember what Deal Moody said. He said, window, he said, illustrations and stories are like windows that throw the light on the truth. And then I got thinking, that's true, but if you have too much light, it blinds the truth. So you want to make sure your stories are not too long, too deep, and it's all about the story because it's not. That has to be the balance. Yes. So my question to you is, I know that Rick has known you for a very long time, probably longer than anybody else here. Since sure. the, uh, probably 1986, or before that, uh, Temple Baptist Church. Yep. You were a student there. When I first met mm-hmm. Dr. Pond. So tell us the story. How did that, how did that happen? I, I use that story everywhere I go, <laughs> literally. I do about you, and I do that, Rick, and, and I think our listeners need to hear this. Um, it may not be very colorful at the beginning, but it's going to stamp and brand you as a man of God. I remember meeting Rick at school. I met his mom and his family and all of that, and I just noticed there was something special, different but special about him, and not different in a bad way, but different enough to capture my attention. And then he, they became uh, people that worshiped at our church. Well, we needed some help in our church and uh, in the area of custodial work. And I saw Rick, and he was quiet, solid, stable, quiet, and faithful. And I know that the best way to know faithfulness is to test it. So he actually began at literally the very, very bottom of cleaning the church. Well, after a while, I decided I don't want to have to be there when he's cleaning. He's doing such a good job. He's always here. So I gave him the key, the code, 
and then he would come into the building and every Sunday it would be clean. After every major event for the next one, it would be clean. And he did it without me having to remind him or check up on him or do any of that. Well, now I'm watching him develop. So now we've got the ministry rocking and rolling. We went to another ministry because our history is taking broken ministries and rebuilding them. Well, leaving here, I had an older convertible. Now, I don't want people to think it was a, <laughs> a you know, a flashy, you know, you know, Corvette or anything. It was a little, little Chevy something. And I said, you know, I really can't take this with me. You know why? Because we were taking a ministry in upstate New York. Who has convertibles in upstate <laughs> no New York? No one. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe Rick would like this. So we worked out a simple deal, and he just thought he died and went to heaven. And I remember why he liked it, because uh, the board said one time, you know, Rick's doing a good job. You ought to honor him. And what can we do? And I said, why don't I take him to Houston to an Astros game? So we went to an Astros game. But now it wasn't any trip to Houston. We put the top down. He's in the back of this tiny little deal. By the time we got to Houston for an Astros game, he was blood red burn. <laughs> you know? And uh, he did all of that. Well, now we're doing stuff over at KDRY, and we're broadcasting years ago. And they needed some help. And I said, you know what? There is nobody that's going to be more faithful, more honest, more humble, consistent. You will hardly know that he is here except the quality of the work that he'll leave behind. And they said, we'll take it on. Well, I then go on into the world and do all the stuff I need to do for ministry. And I kind of lost touch with Rick and his family. And then I found out that he was here and how God took this person who is truly humble, who is willing to do it for God's glory no matter what, And he reminded me of the verse. He's a living proof of the verse that says that God takes the humble. He gives them grace, the ability to do what they ought to do, and then he exalts them. And he would never say he's exalted here, but I will tell you that uh, a lot of things around this station uh, would not happen if he wasn't here and that he could work so well with all of you. Well, that that is absolutely true. We know that his loyalty and his ability to do his job, do his job well, mm-hmm. and be here and interact with all of us. Absolutely. We count on him mm-hmm. to the nth degree. And something else, I also produced Make It Clear back in those days. That's right. He was our first producer, and uh, we're doing radio today, and you know we're kind of global with our broadcast right. network and our podcast and all that, what we're doing. The verse, again, for our listeners, that if you're out there and you're thinking that you're nobody doing nothing, I want you to know you stay faithful, you do it for his glory, you keep your integrity in line and you stay humble from the inside out, God is going to use you That's in right. a major way. You, you may not be the, the director of a radio ministry or a radio station, but I will tell you, God's work going God's way in God's time and will never lack God's supply, but also God's exaltation. That's right. How many years now, Rick? Here. But I've been here since uh, 92, March of 1992. Mm. So it's mm. going on 30 years. His only job. Besides, yes, besides mm-hmm. what you did That's for right. him. Yeah. That's all right. So you got, you got me my first two jobs. <laughs> I, did. I did. But I can get a job for someone often, but I can't keep the job for him. And yeah. you did that. Yeah. You kept your own job because you've been so good at it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're so welcome. what year did you start in the ministry? Well, it depends on how people define ministry. I, I believe the moment you trust Christ as Savior right. and hopefully when you then yield yourself to the Lord, that your ministry really begins. And it's a soft, it's a soft entry, you know, because right. you're so baby in Christ, that kind of thing. But as far as the biggest part of the ministry, my wife would tell you that when Stan trusted Christ, he caught fire that night and he never quit burning. Because that night I said, why didn't someone else tell me about Jesus Christ? And if they didn't tell me, then others haven't heard. They need to hear. So I went into my high school and I started inviting all my friends to youth groups where the gospel was given clearly. <laughs> And so I started right then. My first wow. Bible study was when I was 
uh, 16. And then I did my first camp when I was 17. I mean, dozens, hundreds of kids had come out to this camp at 17. And um, so anyway, we started very young and made mistakes. Who introduced you to Christ? That's an interesting story, too. (laughs) I have all these stories. God, it's so good. I I tell you, I'm just so blessed by it. This is one of my favorite stories of of you, Dr. I will tell you that story. Here's how it goes. Um, And it brings in the radio, too. I remember as a little kid, we're talking upper elementary, I just wanted to do radio or television. I didn't want to be an actor. I didn't didn't care about all that stuff. But I wanted to do broadcast either news or sports or weather, but in that level. I didn't want to be the -the on-the-street journalist. You know, I didn't want to do that. But I loved the broadcast. My dad said, hey, you got to go to that station over there and see what they do. Just like I'm in this room here, I sat like you're sitting here. But I was a little kid almost on on phone books, you know, know, (laughs) so short. And I, I heard and I, I captured it. Now I'm in high school. And while I was in high school, I took a course called Speech and Debate. The emphasis was on speaking. So I'm now wanting to learn how to speak. My very first story that I had to do is I produced a surfing competition in Huntington Beach that I had to fabricate in my mind. I had to then launch it on this radio thing in the classroom. And then I had to go give the blow by blow surfing. This guy did this and that guy that that blah, 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 blah. And so I'm all done. The the class is nuts because they never thought anybody could get up there and do that because I was a nerd. Then a girl got up and she just as shy as could be. I just want you to know what I did this summer is I went to camp with a bunch of football players and cheerleaders, and I heard that going to heaven was by faith alone in Christ. You didn't have to be good, that Jesus died and he rose again. And I said, you know, God, I want to know how to go to heaven. I said, you tell me, Lord, whatever. if I have to walk on glass, I want to know what do I have to do to go to heaven. Well, I can remember shortly after that, I was at home and I said, oh, God, somehow I don't know and I'm so afraid to die. The next day, that girl that gave that, she came up to me and she looked at all the, you want to go with me to youth group? So I went to youth group with her, but it wasn't any youth group. It was the fifth quarter. There's four quarters of football game. Miami Norland, excuse me, Miami High and Miami Coral Gables were battling out for the state championship in the Miami Orange Bowl. And she said, the fifth quarter is the youth meeting. Would you come? And I said, yep, I'm so excited. Drop dead gorgeous girl going to pick me up. We're going to go to this football <laughs> game. You know, I mean, I, I, I've died and gone to heaven already. Kind of thing, you know. But she didn't do it like normal girls. She picks me up in a beautiful Corvair Monza sports car, but she had her girlfriend in the front bucket seat with her next to her, and I had to sit in the back because she didn't want to make anybody think that she was dating this Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> so we go to the game. Afterwards, I go to the youth meeting, and that night, and I encourage all you youth leaders that are listening, listen to this now. That night, the music was really upbeat and all that. The kids were singing like crazy, and then they slowed the music down. The guy up on the front he dismissed all the uh, the guitar players, sat on a stool, and he said, you know, I imagine there's someone here tonight that'd like to know how to go to heaven. And he said, so how about some of the football players get up and give a testimony? Football players, getting up. John 3.16, quoting verses. Then they had the cheerleaders. And cheerleaders from the big football game state championship want to do it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what they said. They were so good looking. I was just, hey, whoa. <laughs> hey, they, they, this is really cool. You know, I thought a bunch of, you know, namby-pamby people that go to Bible studies have big family 25-pound Bibles that they study, you know. No makeup on the girls. Guys are nerds, buck tooth, all that. And it wasn't like these were sharp kids that loved God. They were on fire. And so that night, he then said, now let me share with you how you can know the Bible is true. And he went through all the proofs of the Bible. So now I said, hey, this is God's mind on paper. And then he went to the message. He said, you know what? We're all sinners. We all need a Savior. We can't get to heaven by our good works. But if we place our faith alone in Jesus Christ, he'd forgive us of our sins. It'd be a sealed deal because the Spirit comes inside of you. 
And you serve the Lord not to get saved, not to stay saved, but because you are. It's kind of like living a thank you life for what God's done for you on the cross. So afterwards, and listen carefully, folks, the girl got up and she didn't just say, thanks for coming tonight. She (laughs) said, did what that guy say from the Bible make sense to you about how to go to heaven? And I said, yeah. She said, well, how many birthdays do you have to have to go to heaven? I was 16. So I said, 16 birthdays. She said, nope. I said, huh? She said, you needed two birthdays, born into this world, born into God's family. And so that night she led me to Christ. And last Friday, we were married 50 years. Wow. <laughs> now, we didn't get married that night. All right? yeah. and, and we joke a lot. We say we've been married 50 years, been happily married 47. You know, it's those first three married years that you bump around. But she led me to Christ. So I'm here today as a result of my, my girlfriend, wife. Because you know, of your Carol. My Carol, not your Carol. You guys are surrounded by Christmas carols all over the place. You know? <laughs> no joke. You know, it is great. But it wow. is, it's been a wonderful experience to be together in ministry. You know, some wives, they're Christian, they let their husbands serve the Lord, and they kind of live a nice life and all that. But for us, it's we're, we're like two peas in a pod. You know, we just serve the Lord together. Wow. So tell me, fast forward to today, okay. about the Florida Bible College and your ministry there in Florida and your church. And sure. How did all that come about? Okay, um, we got two ministries going on, two separate 501c3s. Primarily, they kind of complement one another. One is the broadcast and all of that. That's make it clear. We can talk about that in a few moments. But Florida Bible College is more of our educational branch. When I graduated from high school, I went to Florida Bible College because I wanted to learn the Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, book by book, and all of that. And so Florida Bible College then, as it does now, accentuates when you go to this school, you're not going to get a liberal arts education. You are going to learn the Bible. You're going to learn doctrine, apologetics, evangelism, all of that that you need so that you could be a, a, a person who could stand strong and last long for the Lord. So I went to Florida Bible College. I then did a lot of youth work there, spoke at a lot of conferences, and then they had me teach and a lot of other things. And then um, in 1979, I then moved into a ministry where I was then helping ministries that were crashing and burning and turning them around, and I've been doing that all my life. FBC then, Florida Bible College, began in 62, but it closed in 96. A lot of Bible colleges are closing today, and I don't want to mention their names, but I will tell you, uh, rock star type Bible studies, or Bible colleges are closing. And so the board said, why don't we start this college? We need to do it again. So they started it. They asked someone to take it over. That didn't work out well. So then they called me in Hawaii. We were just finishing up a turnaround church there. And they said, Stan, uh, could you come and help us do the school? So with a lot of kind of backstory of stuff, setting the vision, mission, purpose, and all of that, drawing a dotted line to the past, but a solid line to the future, we then came up with our vision plan for the college. And we launched it three years ago. And the plan for the school, relaunch it, I guess. I don't like that term relaunched because sometimes people think it's the same school. It's a new beginning for an older school. What we have now is we have a one-year certificate, like a gap year for those students that say, I want to go off to other schools. Well, we want you to be grounded. So we have a special curriculum for those students. And if you heard what they were, you'd say, man, this is, this is what's going to keep a kid strong. They learn the Bible from cover to cover in a survey. They learn apologetics so they can defend the faith. They learn doctrine for a whole year. They learn evangelism, discipleship. The deeper life is a spiritual life class that we offer for them. They also learn how to study the Bible on their own. So there's a Bible study methods course that's salt and peppered in there and a couple books of the Bible all within one year. We also provide that for so folks that are older that are saying, I want to go beyond my Bible study at home Bible study thing because I have a, a, the rest of my life. I'm, I'm, a, I'm at my halftime in my life. I'm a military guy getting out of the military. I want to do ministry. What can I do? And so we offer a one-year certificate. 
Then we offer a two-year AA degree, so we kind of turn up the volume on those the first year. We add a little bit more. Third year is typical third year. Now, the fourth year gets really wild and crazy because our belief is not only learn the word, not only be discipled, but we believe that you need to be mentored. So by the senior year, we offer seven different um, majors you can choose. This way that you not only learn the Bible, but you're now launched into seven different types of ministries, pastoral, adult education, youth, children, worship, missions, and general education. So that that year, their senior year, they will have some classroom study, but they will have a lot of mentoring. They're assigned a pastor, a, a, um, a church administrator, their youth leader, etc. So they have all of that, so they're mentored in that level in their senior year. So they can get a Bachelor in Biblical Studies as first major, a double major, and then one in any one of those seven areas. They can take it for credit or non-credit. We have on campus in Orlando, the beautiful Orlando family-friendly community, the mouse house is all there, you know all that. <laughs> and then we have online, we have in-country, so we're training nationals in India right now, Florida Bible College doctrine and classes and all of that's all been translated. And now we're launching Florida Bible College extension campuses across the country. Oh, wow. And if wow. there's someone listening now that would like to maybe launch one in your church or maybe in your community, we'll talk to you about how to get all of that done through Florida Bible College. I love that fourth-year idea. Isn't that great? That's my sister's a doctor, so mm-hmm. it's very similar to what they mm-hmm. do in medical school. Yep. Is they, they send you out there to find out what you really are gifted to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it is good. It's an internship program. And of course, the the in the, uh, the mentor will say they're all vetted. Right. And so they also have the student. But then we give them the kind of program of we don't want the student who's going to be a pastor to just carry the Bible of the senior pastor. You right. know, we want them to go to all the meetings and have an opportunity to preach and all that kind of stuff. So see I, what it's really about. Exactly. Because exactly. it may not be what they think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. When I went to Florida Bible College, we didn't have those majors. We just majored in the Bible. And people say, well, could you really do it? Yes. Listen carefully. You can go to liberal arts school. I really get that. But you're going to get some Bible at liberal arts and a whole lot of other stuff. You'll be a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, you know, (laughs) and you'll be a Christian at that and probably a good one. But they cannot, a liberal arts school cannot adequately train you for full-time ministry by just having a lot of liberal arts courses that are Christianized and then a few Bible courses. You've got to go to a Bible college That's right. and really learn that. And really, if you learn the Bible solidly, a lot of these other things you can learn by going to a junior college. You can, I, you know, I was never taught how to do radio. I was never taught leadership principles, you know. But you pick those up along the way. But watch this now. This is so cool. Now you have a framework, or a better word would be a grid. So you could take all that's out there, run it through the grid of the Word of God that you've learned, and you will be strong in what you do as long as you have a foundation in the Word of God. That's right. Now, you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. um, if someone wants to attend Florida Bible College, Mm -hmm. they don't have to move to Orlando to go. They can do it online or through one of these campuses you're talking about. They can. And I would encourage them simply to go to FloridaBibleCollege.com. Just FloridaBibleCollege.com. And then like us on Facebook. And even if you don't like us, <laughs> you know, find it. Go to Twitter. You know, We'll give you all that you need to know. And we've got folks that will be glad to just talk to you one-on-one. You should, here's the thing about FBC. Our staff, we haven't lost one staff member. We've got them lined up wanting to help us at FBC. We're so blessed by that. Because our philosophy is we don't have this school. You come as our student, and we're going to teach you. All of that, but we come as your servant. You're on your spiritual journey to discover God, to discover his will for your life, and then to serve him. So if you're sensing that, we're here to serve you on your journey. You're not here to build our college. 
Some people ask us about accreditation, so maybe I ought to talk about that. Um, accreditation is a great thing, but in order to get accredited, we're only three years old now, so you have to go through so many years of being in operation before you apply for accreditation, then you get a candidate status, and then you're full accreditation. So s- most schools, usually church schools, they try to buddy up with others and they try to sell their, their, their little ministry program for education. I'm not trying to marginalize that. But at the same time, there are people that do see the value of accreditation. So what do we do with all of that? So what we've done at Florida Bible College is we've chosen to point the school in the direction of accreditation for this reason. It proves that there's an outside objective source that's going to look at you to make sure that you are doing what you said you would do and that you're not getting off the reservation. And there's, uh, you're not just uh, inspecting yourself. You're letting others do that. Mm-hmm. So to do that, I have put together a team of accrediting evaluators that will look at us even now. We haven't even made applications so that every step of the way that we're doing, we would be able to fulfill what the accrediting board would want us to do. So now all of our courses are done in accredited fashion. All all the syllabi are done that way. All the faculty that we're hiring have degrees and accredited degrees in their areas of expertise that are teaching the classes. So the school is operating as if it is accredited. We're debt-free in everything that we do, and we're living by faith. And so that everything we say we're going to do, we're doing as we build forward. And my desire is that should we now say, okay, official accrediting board, look at us, We'll have to do far less undoing because we're doing it wrong, and we can go to the next level. So that's a vision that we have, and so we're trying to do this stuff right at the very beginning, which other schools don't have that luxury sometimes. Yeah. I have to make one comment. Yeah. Watching you speak, Mm -hmm. the excitement and the passion (laughs) that comes across when Mm -hmm. you're speaking about Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. I hear you on the radio in your sermons, and I can see it through your voice, through those programs. Thank you. And I know that... This is just your project, and wow, how exciting. These things that we're talking about today, they're all great, but what I'm most excited is is the Word of God and teaching the Word of God correctly and clearly. So once again, that's floridabiblecollege.com. We've got about three more minutes. Can Mm -hmm. you do like a little recap of Make It Clear Ministries and exactly all the things that it does? In three minutes. (laughs) Wow. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, the intention of Make It Clear is to make sure that every person that we minister to will be able to take the Word of God clearly, correctly, compassionately, courageously, consistently, concisely, and cheerfully into every person's world. Now, don't ask me to repeat that. That's really what it is. Okay. Now, how we do that, and think of make it clear as a big umbrella, and underneath the umbrella are sub-ministries. They are connected on the cause and the purpose of the clarity of the gospel, but they sometimes are, are widely apart. We have, number one, we have what we call a, um, a resource ministry. We have material available for people to read and take and learn, tracks, gospel things, the, the follow-up material, etc. The second thing we have are Make It Clear Associates. These are men and women that are coming through Make It Clear that are going out to do their own ministries, but they receive their support through Make It Clear, and they're, they're scattered all over. We're adding an associate a month. on this team. The third area that we do is our broadcast. We do radio like we do here at KDRY here in San Antonio, but we also do it in our podcast, which are global. And so it takes the sermons, but we also interview uh, exciting people, you know, and you could look at our website and pick out which ones you want to listen to. Our interview with Kevin Sorbo, uh, to the lady whose husband killed John Lennon and the testimonies that they have for Christ. Where we've got future interviews set up with, that you'll be able to hear in the future for that. Another area that we're launching is Make It Clear Studio.
studios. We're putting together an entire film division oh, wow. of this, which is really big, and uh, we're not ready yet to publicly go too far with that because there's a lot of stuff. The scripts are done. They're filming now in Atlanta on some stuff that is not just your normal oh, movie. Movies are kind of like one-time wonders. Ours are going to be training things, but also specific targets and stuff, from everything from pro-life to um, bullying to cheating and for the high school kids. So there's a lot of stuff going out for that. The third area, I don't know what area, fourth, fifth, fifth area, is, uh, is make it clear speakers. And what I've done is I've put together a team of speakers in genre. Those that can speak in children's camps and Awana and all of that can do special messages when you need a special guest speaker. The other will be youth and all the youth issues that they have, and then adults for everything from apologetics to evangelism, even church development. Our newest one is a seminar that we've launched now on how do you take tiny little country churches and not forget them and help them to become healthy and to grow even in a country setting. So we have all the material for that as well. I know I'm, I'm out of time, but if you'll just go to makeitclear.org, that's makeitclear.org, you could learn more about it or just call us and we'll tell you more about our speakers bureau, our studio issues, our issues with broadcasting, our resources, and then the conferences that I speak at all the time. That's right. Well, Make It Clear and Florida Bible College, they're doing amazing things in a lot of people's lives. And we're so thankful that you could join Thank us you. here in San Antonio at KDRY. Boy. That's right. <laughs> And if you want more information from Dr. Pons, go to his website. Perfect. And thank you for joining us here in the studio. Thank you all. You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the Word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. Or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us make it clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear.